Welcome to episode 41 of the AMT podcast. I hope you're crushing it as always. February has been busy and I've been ticking over rather nicely with my one-to-one students. This month I've been presented with a rather fresh challenge with my current set of students. January I was working with a former value better, as I explained last time, uh, who's doing brilliantly, by the way. He's now pulling in three-figure days consistently and we still talk every week. This month I got two students. One of them has been punting since the 80s and now he's trying to make the transition into trading full-time the other guy's a super smart software engineer coder sort of guy and he actually is teaching me how to build a database and find new angles so i'm kind of playing student and teacher with him but it goes to show that anyone from any walk of life can start trading everyone starts from somewhere and um Again, I'll be looking forward to sharing results with both of them. But if you're interested in me teaching you one-to-one how to trade profitably, where I show my methods, I break down all the variables that influence price, and I help you scale up, then head to anymantrading.com slash products. Um, book a one-to-one call with me, and let's chat and see if I'm a fit for you. But with that out of the way, today I want to talk about dealing with disaster. Whether you want to or not, if you're dealing with risk on a regular day-to-day basis in my case the probability is 100 percent that you are going to face dry patches it's an inevitability and your behavior during such periods is going to determine whether or not you're a long-term profitable trader or investor napoleon defined military genius as the man who can do the average thing when all those around him are going crazy and the same principle applies to trading. Most days are pretty ordinary. But what you do on those 1% of days when freak things are happening and everyone else is going crazy is going to be the difference between being a long-term winner or a loser. I'm talking about those days when you're trading the horse racing, for example, and you make a really good lay on a three to one horse and he drifts to the back of the field and you add to your position at higher prices. He goes out to 500 to one and you don't hedge up because it looks like it's in the bag. And then they turn for the downhill home straight and the horse finds a fifth gear, plugs on and wins out of nowhere. With that cricket game where you've backed a bowling team in the first innings and they bowl out the opposition for a score 40 runs short of par. Price goes sub 1.05, looks like a banker and then they lose five wickets in the power play. Or Bitcoin drops 10, 20 or even 30% in the space of a few days. And everyone's buying the dip, but it keeps dipping. What do you do? If you trade long enough, you'll definitely be confronted with such situations. Disaster situations strike all the time. Last episode, I spoke about tail-driven events, the lowest probability trades that you're likely to capture over time. Well, actually, there's a flip side to that coin. Because if you stick around long enough, you're going to be met with an equal amount of situations where your metal is really going to be tested. There'll be situations where you're coming off a long run of doing so many things right, probably spent months building that 1,000 pound bankroll into 10K. And then you start getting a little bit overconfident and a little bit loose with your risk management. You might get away with it a few times and even get rewarded for it. But then there comes a time where you find yourself in one of those doomsday scenarios that I mentioned earlier, where you overstake because it's a sure thing. There's no way you can lose and there's at least no way this price can move against you. And then it does, but you let it ride because it's a sure thing and it keeps moving against you. You let it ride a bit longer, a little bit longer. By now you're 50% down, but it's a sure thing. And now the price suddenly looks like value. So you back it for even more. Now you've got 80% of your bankroll riding on this sure thing. And you're moments away from either 
nearly wiping yourself out or making your biggest ever trade. The reality is either two things are going to happen. I can guarantee it. One, if that trade moves in your favor and you go back to even, 99% of you are either going to hedge up or at least remove most of your liability. Why? Because you never even intended to stake 80%. One thing led to another. You tried to price average your way back in, but the price just kept moving against you. Now you just got lucky. The second thing that could happen is the trade moves against you and you lose everything. You lose the lot. 90% of your bankroll gone, vanished. Uh, six months of hard work undone in one day. But why do people let losers run? Because we are greedy. Humans are greedy. That's why it's so much easier to cling on to a loser and wait for it to bounce back until it doesn't. And when a trade does go in our favor or in, or in this scenario goes back to even, we become fearful, so we cut it early. Fear and greed are the two biggest drivers of our behavior. They are the two most debilitating emotions when it comes to trading. But here's the catch. The guy who overstakes and breaks even or even makes some money and the guy who rides out the trade and loses the lot are both the same. They're both just as bad as each other. One just got lucky and he was just on the right side of variance. The other guy was on the wrong side. On paper, one might look like a winner, at least for now, but in the end, they both lose it all because neither of them did the right thing. You will face situations where you may lose your entire stake, and that's why it's so important to factor that into your game plan. But God forbid you ever find yourself in a Russian roulette situation where you're riding your whole bank and staring at a 50% loss. Just get the hell out of it. Don't roll the dice live to fight another day. If you exercise that discipline just once, you can do it again and again and again. Just take your medicine. If you're not factoring for bad days in your game plan, then you're not going to be ready to deal with them when they come. And it's so hard to do what's right or rational uh, in theory during a disaster trade. Because when we bet what we can't afford to lose, we're driven by greed and fear. One of the most dangerous things when it comes to betting and trading is getting away with a bad habit for a long time. All it does is delay the pain because eventually you lose it all. You might as well learn early. Like I said, you will face situations where you will potentially lose your entire stake. God forbid you ever get into the habit of staking a huge portion of your bankroll. But this is a reality that most struggling traders face. We're not here to discuss fairy tales. This is real life and many of you have either been there or at least know someone that's been there. And if you don't, then you do now because I've been there myself many times in fact. Smart people learn from their mistakes the first time. Average Joes like myself have to repeat the same error over and over again before they finally learn. Stupid people never learn, but wise people learn from others' mistakes. So if you're watching this, then you know what not to do. Learn from me. Disaster strikes when you become obsessed with results. You think you'll be happy when you get to a certain level of profit, but it's always a uh, it's always a moving goalpost. You'll never be happy. If you make a good call and you win, say, £100, then you start thinking, why didn't you commit more money? And, why, you know, you could have won £500. Or if you win 500 you won 1000 When your results are goal-orientated, what you, in fact, are is a dopamine chaser. You just want a bigger high every time, and it's a hole you'll never fill. Only bad things can happen from there. And that sort of greed is the underlying driver behind all the stupid and irrational things that you'll ever do, like overtrading or overstaking, until you eventually lose it all. Even smart, intelligent, successful people are guilty of this. But academic intelligence is a very different skill from emotional intelligence. So instead of being goal or greed orientated, start becoming process orientated. Focus on building a system and focus on building a well-oiled machine that runs steadily and consistently. Let the results happen by themselves without attachment. It's boring and it's supposed to be because we're not chasing thrills. The size of your wins are determined by your staking and bankroll, 
which should grow with time, providing you live within your means and just let it compound. In the meantime, work with what you have and just never deviate from your risk management because you'll be confronted with situations over and over again where a sure thing eventually gets turned over. And when it does, you have to anticipate losing most, if not all, of what you've staked. It will happen from time to time. And if you don't factor it in, you're not going to be ready for when it comes. Don't start chasing and deviating from a plan because things move against you. Just accept it and wait for the next opportunity. And that's just the very nature of variance. Survival is as important as growth in this game. What you do on most days is not important. What you do when things go against you will determine whether or not you survive and thrive or whether or not you just keep wiping yourself back to zero. Last episode, I put an emphasis on how you should have the alertness and presence of mind to be aware of opportunities when they present themselves and how you should take advantage. The reality is that even if you go through your life missing out on opportunities and not pulling the trigger when luck and opportunity comes your way, you can still survive and maybe even thrive. It will take longer, but you can still hit your goals and even make something worthwhile. But avoiding disaster during difficult times is far harder since fear and greed are the biggest drivers of how we behave. Take the stock market as another example. How an investor behaved during that that few month window at the end of 2008 and beginning of 2009 when there was mass layoffs and mortgage defaults and pensions getting wiped out the stock market was tanking would have had more impact on an investor's lifetime returns than everything they did right between the year 2000 and 2008 or take the crypto bull run between 2020 and 2021 how an investor behaved during that small two-month window i think it was in june in the summer of 2021 when bitcoin was in freefall would have determined whether or not an investor kept most of his profits or lost it all i lost all my gains and my principal during that time it was my worst ever period as a trader but as painful as it was it taught me a lot about trading psychology i was driven purely by greed at the time nothing could be further from that now screwing up is a part of learning and Everyone's dealt a different hand. Everyone's, everyone has to go through different lessons in life. I was greedy, arrogant, and lazy, so it was the perfect learning lesson for me. And if anything, I'm glad it happened in my 20s as opposed to you know further down the line in my 40s when I got a mortgage on the line and a family to provide for. I've made plenty of screw-ups on trading too, and I blew up many times. If you asked me would I do it over again, I probably wouldn't. It was too hard and too painful, and there's far easier ways to make the money that I have. I would have bitten someone's hand off if they offered to show me how to do things. But at the end of the day, here I am. Whilst I can comfortably say that I now have a firm grip on things, that doesn't mean I won't face tough situations again. In fact, I still do so nearly every month. The difference is that I've factored them in. I know they're coming and I'm ready for them. There's an old pilot quip that their jobs are hours and hours of boredom punctuated by moments of sheer terror and it's the same thing in trading. Your success as a trader isn't defined by all those days you spend on cruise control, but how you respond to those punctuated moments of terror. So if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to drop a comment below. I read and reply to everyone. And please share where possible, like, subscribe, and I'll see you guys in the next video.